Hey, this is Pastor Nate Cook, and you're listening to Pontificating Pastors, a podcast where we lock two pastors in a room and just let them talk about anything and everything. My friend Michael Pig is a church planner in San Marcos, Texas, and I'm a traditional church pastor here in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Today on the podcast, we're joined by the lovely ladies. Mrs. Paula Cook and Mrs. Shelley Pig will join us on the podcast to talk about what it's like to be a pastor's wife. So sit back and relax, and we hope you enjoy this episode of Pontificating Pastors. Hey, uh, Shelly, how are you doing this week? I'm good. Hey, Paula. Hey, Nate. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. I'm good. You may notice uh, we're a little different this week on Pontificating Pastor. We have the lovely ladies of the Cook and Pig families. And I just want to say, starting off, that, Shelly, I am really glad um, that you turned out to be cool because the worst thing in the world is when you have a friend and your spouses don't get along. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do know. <laughs> yeah, so so we're really glad you guys are cool. And uh, I, I think one of the things Michael and I would both say probably is that you guys both make us look much better than we are. You're not <laughs> the ones necessarily called into the ministry, but you definitely both are ministers. And so we appreciate that. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit this week. I think it'd be good to get into what it's like to be married to a pastor. And we know that there are pastor spouses who are husbands uh, because my brother is one of those. And back in the day, he used to joke about being the pastor's wife because at every convention, they would talk about the pastor's wives. But for this segment, you guys are both wives. So, uh, So we'll just refer to as pastor's wives. Is that good? That's good. So, um, First thing I, I wanted to say is, what's it what's it like being married to a pastor? Shelly, I'm going to let you jump out there first. Just throw you right under the bus. Thanks. Um, I actually love it, and I do feel like I am called to it. I feel like just as much as Michael has a calling, that I also have a calling. Like when um, we were dating, I actually told him, hey, I feel like I'm supposed to marry a pastor, and he hadn't yet. Um, embraced that, yet. <laughs> and so he. So was, you're the reason he's in ministry, right? Maybe so. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he is an elementary ed major, and you know I was willing to not do what I was called to do to be married to him. I guess because I was like, hey, I kind of feel like I'm supposed to be a pastor's wife, but you're an elementary ed major, so I think maybe we're just supposed to like help in the church or whatever. And, right. and he was like, yeah, I agree. Well then. A little bit later, and we were very active in the church at that time, but then a little bit later, well, we got engaged, and he told his parents that he felt like we were supposed to get married and move to SNU, and so, yeah, I mean, being a pastor's wife has its challenges, but I think just a marriage, you know, you can make it work or not, you can complain or not, and it's yeah. great. I love it. I, yeah. I love being a pastor's wife. So... Whereas you thought you were going to marry a pastor and then it didn't look like it at first. Paula had absolutely no clue. She thought she was marrying a chemist. I think she married me for my money potential. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, no. Um, yeah. 
So what oh, was I totally what's... married Michael for his money potential. Yeah, he had go. a nice little sports car <laughs> <laughs> and teaching elementary ed. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Paula, what, what, what was that like, like shifting roles and not really expecting to be a spouse of a pastor and then okay. you became one? I did. I think it was about five years um, of being married that Nate went into full-time ministry. But really, after we first got married, we were involved. Actually, I think when we were still dating, but we were kind of like you guys, involved in ministry, mm -hmm. um, involved in being a part of the church. Um, and honestly, it just seemed natural. It yeah. seemed like this is what we're supposed to do. And so I didn't really think much of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And as a pastor, like I couldn't ask for a better mate in ministry and she didn't sign up for it. And right. I know Michael would say the same. So when I was growing up, there was always the stereotype of the pastors. Yes. And, and a lot of them were wives who played the piano, who <laughs> led the Bible study. Yeah. Um, so are there any uh, expectations that you feel like maybe there's some things people expect of you because you are married to the pastor? Of course, but I feel like one thing, and I feel like Paula and I might have this in common, I don't know, I am the non-stereotypical pastor's wife. I do not play the piano, I don't really lead women's, you know, ministries, um, like if I'm going to lead anything, I want it to be in the youth, I really love working with the youth, um, I've done children, so, but never like women's, you know, just the typical things that pastor's wives are expected to do. I've never done that, um, which when you serve in little bitty churches, that takes a while for them to get used to. <laughs> that, that, right, oh, yeah. you're not going to do that. You're serious. Yeah, I'm serious. I'm not doing it. Um, <laughs> but I was still, I was still willing, and I served in other areas. I just wasn't passionate, and I don't believe we should serve in areas we're not passionate about. And so, I didn't do it. I didn't play the piano one because I don't play the piano. Um, and I didn't learn how just for them. Right. What about you, P? I also do not play the piano. I did take you, lessons. You as do. A kid. You do. You play Saltwater Boogie. <laughs> yeah. You play. She knows one song, and she can still play it. She plays the piano. It's only part of it. Only part <laughs> yeah. of it. But it's beautiful. It is the most beautiful version of Saltwater oh, Boogie yeah, you've I'm ever sure. heard. Um, but yes, I did take piano lessons, but I don't really know how to sit down and play. Right. But it's helped me with music later on, being able mm -hmm. to try to sing and things like that. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm not the typical pastor's wife either, I would not think. Um, right. And I don't feel like the church that we're at really has a lot of expectations right. for me. Um, the only thing I think is now I think they're just used to me being at everything and, mm -hmm. you know, jumping in or helping. But even like last week, somebody came and I'm like, why are you in the kitchen doing this? Why don't you let us do nice. it? Nice. And nice. I'm like, well, I just, you know, it needs to be done. I'll help. But yeah. 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 Um, no, I would definitely say at the church we're at now, I don't feel like there's expectations on me. Just more when we first started, you know, like yeah. 20 years ago when we well, started. Yeah. <laughs> and because you kind of have started the DNA of this church, you can kind of write yeah. your... Write your yeah. job description a little more there. Um, yeah. What would you say has been the most fun thing about being married to someone in the ministry? The thing that you've kind of cherished, the thing that's really been amazing that you would like, you wouldn't give it up for the world because of 
this thing or things? Um, well, I mean, just Michael. He's he's so fun. I mean, I would do anything with him, um, go anywhere. So the fact that a lot of the times, anytime a pastor has something, they can take their wives. They're kind of encouraged to take their wives. Um, or, you know, it's not looked down upon where in other businesses, if he goes on a trip or something, you know, then you can only take yourself or you have to pay for your spouse to go or whatever. And I know in other churches we've served in, if Michael goes, they would let me go too, like pay for me and, you know, encourage us to go so that we have that time together. And I really like that. But, um, I don't know, like just being together and doing this together. Cause I love to see Michael work and, He's always amazes me and just to see the Holy Spirit in him. Anytime I get to watch him preach, it's um, a really neat thing. One, because he is a really great pastor and preacher. He brings the word and the way he just um, speaks. I really enjoy that. So to kind of get to be present at a lot of the things he does where other professions, the wives don't really get to see their husband in that um, role. And so I really enjoy that part of it. Yeah, I would say for me, I like obviously the trips going to fun places together um, is nice, especially if somebody else helps pay for it. Um, But I like doing things as well. We can go to Sam's and buy food for a cookout or Mm -hmm. go to the hospital and visit people. I think just having the opportunity to do ministry together together has been good. Yes. Well, it's like we get to see each other in different roles than other couples, I feel like, get to see yes. their spouse. And so that's that's really cool. Like, I learned so much from him, and I hope that I help him, you know, even if it's just to bring comedic relief um, in the <laughs> car or, or something. Because sometimes I'm, you know, I don't know what to say in those situations because there isn't a script. Um, he always seems to know what to say, and it's just so cool to get to be with him and, and see that part. And that even... You know, like you said, like the fun trips, like most of the time our kids can come too. And so then it's a whole family thing. And that's really great because I love for us to be together. And so, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's been good for our kids to see us do ministry together. Yeah. Oh, I do too. I think it helps them pave out what a relationship should look like. You know, um, that it's not just one person that we're, it's together and I think that's really important because I feel like we have a great relationship. And I mean, I know last week Maggie talked about it too, is how like even y'all's relationship, just seeing y'all when we would go places, your relationship and it looked like ours. So she could relate to that, you know, and then other couples in the church too. Um, Anytime we do things that always helps our kids so that then they have um, expectations of a healthy relationship and not some of the others that they see. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I always think that's important. I, I'm glad that the ministry is a family friendly kind of place. I don't know that that's always been true. I think some people put more expectation on themselves to kind of, you know, workaholic status. But um, I know Michael's kind of like me in that I see this as not a sprint, but a marathon. And so, right. you know, if there's a day where it's cram packed and I don't get to see my family, there's going to be another day where I'm at home with the boys or with Paula that maybe I, I get some time there to kind of recoup from that. You know, like I, I know when we were in youth ministry, you know, you do the lock-in, but there yeah. might be a, a Thursday afternoon because you're doing the lock-in that you get to take away a little early and, and right. hang out with the fam and go out to eat and stuff. So, so I think it's really important. And, and one of my boards said uh, that to me when my boys started playing basketball, 
The only place we want you on Tuesday and Friday nights is in the stands. I mean, unless there's an emergency, yeah. we yeah. want you to be up there uh, supporting your, your kids and part of the community there. So um, now this might be a little more difficult. So prepare yourselves. We don't script these when Michael and I do them and we're not giving you a script either. So I'm just springing questions on you. <laughs> but um, what would you say is the one one or two, one, some of the tough things that people might not know um, things that maybe, you know, those are the times you're like, yeah, th it is fun, but there, there are things about uh, ministry. There's kind of heaviness that people don't understand at times. I think for me, I'll go ahead and speak first. Sorry, Shelly, um, is that it is never ending, that there's never a break. Um, like for my job, I work for an eye doctor. I can leave in the evening that I'm done. You know, I don't have to think about it till later. Um, with Nate being in the ministry, it it's never done. Like we go on vacation and he still gets phone calls or text or, you know, worrying about different things. Um, that part I think is hard. And then just if people, it's hard to please everybody. And so I know that, but yet if people don't like something that my husband's doing, I'd take it personally. Yes. I'm a little bit of a mama bear um, and also a wife bear. I don't know if that's a word. A but. wife bear. It is now. <laughs> it's going to be the new thing. Yes, I'm a Once wife it hits pontificating pastors, you guys know this goes viral. So. It's going to take off. Wife bear. So, yes, I kind of take it personally and I don't like it. But Right. I would, I would totally agree. And, I mean, I would say that was my answer, too, is that it's never ending. Like the whole podcast about... So what do you do all week? That is like my biggest pet peeve because he works so hard and he works all the time. Um, he's anytime he has a spare minute, like once the kids are in bed, he's working, you know, he's or his phone rings or, you know, he's kind of on call all the time. Like if someone calls, he drops everything and goes to them, which is good. And I want that. I want him to do that because that's what it calls for. But it's frustrating because then you have the people who say, well, what do you do with your day? Well, you know, and I'm like, well, actually he spent all the time with your family this week or, you know, um, and I get a little snappy. Um, <laughs> we tried and, to see how many bonbons we could consume in one sitting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the same exact thing when he's so passionate about something and then someone kind of rains on his parade or, or dogs it, or they say something negative. I just, I have to really bite my tongue and he, he can kind of tell. So he immediately comes in and, you know, smooths it over because he doesn't want me to <laughs> say something that is, can't be fixed. <laughs> so, and, but a lot of times that that's what it is. Or when we're alone, I'm like, oh my gosh, why would they say that to you? Do they not realize? And he's like, they didn't mean it. And he's just, he takes it way better than I. So, I mean, yeah, I would say wife, a uh, wife bear. <laughs> wife bear. <laughs> you heard it first here. That's right. So has you ever have anyone that has specifically, um, have there ever been times where you felt like you had to even, I know you guys aren't typical pastors, uh, spouses, but like you had to dress a certain way or, or act a certain way or be on Facebook a certain way. Uh, does that ever happen or is it pretty well in the places you're at? Um, I'm not even going to speak for Paula. Does, do you feel like sometimes there's things you have to kind of 
put on, not put on airs, but you have to be careful because, you know, people are, are watching the pastor's wife. <laughs> um, yeah, probably, I don't know, Michael. <laughs> um, Michael, like we went to a graduation party and there was dancing. And so I danced and um, Michael did not dance. And he's like, Shelly, when we left, he's like, Shelly. They were saying, hey, that's the pastor's wife. And I'm like, yeah, it was so fun. We had such a good time. And and he's just like, oh, gosh, you know, um, I just did like, you know, the cha-cha slide and stuff like that. But um, yeah, well, we had a, a wedding here and I think the dancing that was going on with the youth group and Paula and I, it was awesome. Yeah. And I honestly believe that if there's not dancing in heaven, something is wrong because right. Like there is so much joy in that, but I know there are the history of many denominations and ours is one, mm-hmm. you know, we only look at the negative side of some of those things, but what right. about you, P? Um, I think when I was a youth pastor's wife, there was more, um, it was more felt that I needed to dress a certain way or to be a certain person. To be an example to the young ladies. Yes, that'd probably be it, um, which is a good idea. Um, but where we're at now, I don't feel like that as much. But I also know what Nate deals with with the people. And so I do things just because it might make Nate's life easier if I'm not being a butt about things. Right. right. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't say you're ever being a butt about things. But yeah, um, I think sometimes there are those a little bit unwritten expectations. But um, I think that's getting better. Yeah. Oh, I do, too. And I feel like more than anything, I put them on myself, especially when we first started, more than anyone ever coming to me and saying, hey, you need to do this. It was myself inflicted. Hey, I need to dress this way or do this. But they never did it. And then the more that I became confident in who I was and that, you know, God loved me and he called me to be this way that I didn't have to fit that mold that I had in my head, then I felt more free. But no, have I would say overall, and especially not now. Yeah. <laughs> not at Wayfinders. Yay. Yeah. Well, um, that, that's a good thing. And I, I think, I think the ministry has changed a lot in, in the last probably 20, 30 years. Um, and there is more freedom uh, for people to just be themselves, which especially pastors, uh, spouses. Um, yeah. So if you could, uh, is there one thing about maybe raising a family in a parsonage, um, that, that, that is a little more challenging than just raising a family, I guess maybe y'all don't know outside of the parsonage, (laughs) but, um, some things that come with that. Yeah, well, I mean, we have exceptional kids, Um, so I would say both of us do. So that helped (laughs) that they weren't, um, you know, rebellious and troublemakers. Um, But yeah, I certainly felt like that there were times when, you know, we were watched, like, how are they going to discipline or how are they going to handle this? Or, you know, when especially when they were young, Um, you know, Jonah, he's quite a free spirit. And, um, you know, how how do we handle that? And. (laughs) As always, people are opinionated, but they're going to be that way whether we're the pastor or not, you know? I mean, I know people in churches just tend to think they can do that, and sometimes that's good. We need guidance <laughs> to to learn um, how to do the things, and then other times it's like, you know, hey, it's my kid. I can raise them how I want, but um, yeah, I feel like we were very blessed to have three kids that 
I think they like, I mean, Maggie talked about it last week, and I think the boys would agree that it's been good, and um, they've enjoyed it. Um, this last move has been especially hard on Jonah and Judah, um, and so there's still some bumps in the road, and that hurts, you know, your mama's heart to see them miss their friends and to see them miss their church family that they love so much. Um, and Wayfinders is becoming that church family, but they, they still had to leave what they knew. And, um, right. yeah. so yeah, that's really hard. And, you know, to explain that and that yet the, like right now, Jonah's at camp with his orange church family. And so it's kind of like fresh again and that's hard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, our, you know, boys have done a great job, but I think they also, they haven't known anything different because they were exactly. just born into it. And so that was just something that it's just who we are. Mm -hmm. But I think like for us, whenever the fire happened at the church, it was hard watching them watch their dad try to put it all, figure all this out and how are we going to mm -hmm. respond? You know, but in the long run, they learned great examples or learned great things, Um but at the same time, it was hard for them to see that side of, you know, the ministry of the mm -hmm. toll it can take on on a family. And nobody else understands that because they're not reminded of it until they come back on Sunday. And right. we were dealing with things all throughout the week. Yeah. 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 So um, I, I think probably in closing up, um, is there any just uh, any great story about uh, ministry about life. Uh, is there one thing that kind of sticks out over the years? Um, or maybe, uh, I, you guys can talk about, uh, friendships that you've developed, like the two of you and how that all works out. But, um, any, any last kind of thoughts before we go? Um, well, my, like just overall thought, like we've been in the ministry, we'll, we will have been married 21 years in August and, we've served pretty much the whole time, maybe not that first year of marriage, but then right after that is when he took kind of his first position while we were still in college. And God is faithful. Like we looking back, like there are times when um, like the church couldn't pay us or, you know, things would happen. I remember just... talking to Michael during some of those times. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. God always provides in miraculous ways. I mean, in ways that, people just have no idea. And that is the best is to just see like how God provides when you're faithful, you know, when you totally trust him and there is no plan B, um, he comes through in big ways and just, it happens time and time again. Um, and it's just, it's amazing and it's wonderful. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. I mean, there's times that are scary and there's times that Especially looking back, I'm like, how did we do that? <laughs> like, what, yeah. what happened? Yeah. Um, we survived then, on $16,000 one year. Yeah. Which, yeah. even for those a few years ago, was not a lot of money. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, like, when we look back, we're like, how did we? There's no way. Like, on paper, it doesn't work every time. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think we first met at a youth camp when we were both youth pastors. Yeah, I um, thought it was throwing dodgeballs at each other because there were some heated Borger Fort Worth first <laughs> rivalries. Yeah, that was a youth camp, though. I think. Well, I think we met at camp before, like Youth Arama, maybe or something. Like yeah. we knew knew of each other, maybe we didn't really. 
hang out a whole lot. Right. So yeah, the dress up nights are always fun and we still uh-huh. like to dress up for yeah. any party, any Halloween. Mm-hmm. Somebody says wear a costume, we're on it. We're in, um, yeah. Yes. But yes, we did play against each other in dodgeball and got pretty mm-hmm. heated. That was fun. Uh, Paula also taught me how to play Farkle at camp. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that was probably one of the first like interactions we had. Farkle but it was great game. Yeah, it is. I haven't played it probably since that night I played it with you. <laughs> It's so great. She hasn't played it again, but when you don't, I don't have my own Farkle set. So, Aww. yeah, okay, I, I need to send you one. Yeah, we know. <laughs> Start saving up for Christmas now. So, before we go, and this one might get edited out depending on my wife. Are there any privileges you get because you sleep with the pastor? <laughs> so, the other day, one of my interns. He had never heard me talk like goof around with with Paula or whatever, and he was he was walking into the kitchen, and Paula was asking me about something for children's ministry, and I said, "Oh, you think because you sleep with the pastor, you can get whatever you want for children's ministry?" And he about lost it. So, yeah. and I'm sure I responded with yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think so. There has to be a perk besides the obvious one, right? Exactly. <laughs> Anything else y'all want to say now that I just completely blew that out of the water? No, I'm thankful for... Um, Sleeping with I'm, the pastor. No, yes, I am. I am. I am thankful that we get to do that. Um, but I'm also thankful for like yours and Michael's relationship because it's hard for pastors to have friends, um, especially in their congregation, because you can't share and you can't really totally completely trust someone so it's really hard and so it's it's really great and guys just don't tend to have close friends as much as girls do that's very stereotypical but um and so it it helps well we've been on a few mandates so that helps too i know and it does help it really does help (laughs) it's funny though because he'll say something about we saw that movie and i'm like that was with nate it wasn't with me (laughs) um, (laughs) um, um so yeah I'm thankful for yours and Michael's relationship. And as you stated earlier, I'm thankful that Paula and I get along because that would be really awkward and it would be sad because Michael probably wouldn't continue the friendship. And I doubt Nate would either. If the wives don't get along, it just doesn't work. You know? Yeah. That's, that's the saddest thing in the world. When one of your good friends, wife, uh, and your wife don't get along, and and usually right. it's nobody's fault. It's just no, personality. It's just, exactly. And so whenever we do get, get to get together at like extravaganza or you know different events, district assembly there for a while, you know different things. It's something that's what I cherish. That's what I look forward to is you know Naz night or whatever. You know, hey, do we get to see each other? Because it's just for a minute, but it's just enough, you know, to like, hey, how are you doing? Good, good. And then we move on. You know, it's not like we call each other all the time. But to know you have someone there ready to listen, ready to help, you know, um, it's it's invaluable. And especially for more so to see my husband have that means the world to me because he doesn't have that as much as I feel like he needs it. But. Right. I agree. Well, and I, I do talk to your husband every week now, at least I know. once a week, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's good. Yeah, you know, I would, it's not a burden. I mean, it might be for you because you do all the editing, but it's no, not for him. You know, I mean, it's something he looks forward to right? and enjoys. Actually, I, I like to create things because like Paula said, the work is never done. 
but this is something that I can edit, I can put out and it's out there and yeah. it's done. And the same thing with mowing my yard. I mean, it's the same way. Yeah. I, I think if I was going to say one thing about the ministry and I'm not a pastor spouse, <laughs> but is that relational aspect. Like mm -hmm. the fact that we even know you guys. Um, I remember one time the Lord finally brought it to my mind that the verse about, you know, because he says anyone who has left houses and lands for me will will receive in this age and in the age to come a hundred times. And you're like, in this age, what does that mean? I get the yeah. age to come. But but then I started thinking about I probably have a place almost anywhere in the continental United States to stay if I need to go somewhere just by the Church of the Nazarene uh, yeah. relationships. I mean, just straight up relational, um, just knowing people and knowing their story. Um, so I guess, I guess, you know, that's to me, that's the greatest joy of ministry. And that's why you two know each other, um, uh, from us being at camps and then at youth aromas and then general assembly. And then Michael and I really got close in NYI stuff when we would go for right. weeks at a time to these conventions. So, right. I thank you ladies. I know, uh, it's a little intimidating the first time around, but I think you guys have knocked it out of the park. And I will just ask my wife if I can keep the comment in about sleeping with the pastor. I might do it anyway and just pay for it later. Hey, we have a good time at your parents' house. Thanks. And uh, we will, uh, Paula gets off early tomorrow. So it's kind of the beginning of our relaxation. My day off is Friday. So we'll take it a little easy tomorrow too. Nice. And then uh, get ready for church on Sunday. So Yeah. Have a yeah. good one. Thanks, you Good too. Good to talk to you. Bye, All right, Shelley. love you guys. Bye. All right, love see you. Bye. Hey, thanks again for listening to Pontificating Pastors. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor or any one of the other platforms. We hope you have a great week.